What's going on, everybody? I'm Cam. This is my wife, Vicky, and we are your host for Everything Is We Podcast. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. She's crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. All right. So today, uh, today we're going to talk about the importance of learning how your spouse or your significant other or your friends, your family, friends, family, co-workers, co-workers, teammates, mm-hmm. learning how they receive love and their personality types. Yes. This and- will help you in the grand scheme of things have better relationships with people, period. Yes. I also believe that it's important for you to know these things about yourself as well, which is what we talked about in the last podcast. In the last podcast, we talked about communication um, and arguing and things of that sort. In the podcast before that, we talked about friendships um, and we talked touched on this a little bit too. The basis of pretty much everything that we talk about, because we talk about relationships, the basis mm-hmm. of all relationships is knowing yourself so that you are able to have healthy relationships with others. You can't properly do the golden rule thing, do unto others, that if you would have them do unto you, if you don't even know how to do unto you, yourself, correctly. (laughs) Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to do unto thee. You got to know how to do unto yourself. So if you know yourself and you know your own value, your own identity, who you are as a person, then it's easy for you to communicate that to other people because then you can be like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. A huge part of every relationship is self-evaluation, self-reflection, always making sure that you're the best person you can be so you can therefore relate to others in the best way possible, in a healthy way. I personally love self-evaluation, self-reflection. I'm a very introspective person, always trying to be better. You are? Because of that, I love taking personality tests, okay? So we're going to talk about that in this podcast. I'm really excited about it. Cam called me yesterday, and he was like, oh, I know what we should talk about. And do you want to explain? It stemmed from people asking you now, it's like, how did you grow in your relationship with God? And it was like, I never pushed you to that. Right. And you said, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you said that, like, you genuinely seeing how I truly cared about my relationship with God drew you to desire to have a better relationship with God. Yes. And through you seeing me, it sparked a change in you. And then I still, even when you began to start doing the things that you did, studying devotions, things of that sort, it changed you from the inside out. I saw you change and how you communicated with other people, how you interacted with other people. Um, like it, it, it's literally like you blossomed. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn in general, the best way to spark change in other people is just to do like you said at the beginning of the podcast, is to make sure that you are reflecting or you're showcasing what you're trying other, what you're trying to get other people to do. Right. I probably Lead by I didn't example. say that as, yeah. Lead by example. I didn't say that as clear as I needed to. I got um, what you meant though. But yeah, literally leading by example. I always say, I let my life do the talking. Mm-hmm. 
And I had to learn that with other people. It's like, okay, I'll say one thing. And because, because something I say, you may not take it how I mean it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn that just in general, in regards to being in relationship with people. Because if I say, I say this often to people that know me, the right thing at the wrong time can still cause disaster. Yep. It's true. Just like the wrong thing at the right time can cause disaster. Somebody oh. can say the wrong thing, but if you already at that moment where yeah. you're ticked off, you're pissed off. Yeah. Somebody's saying the wrong thing at the right time. It's a wrap. You're going to tussle. Like, why would you say that at this moment? If you know how I feel, why would you say that? <laughs> that's, that's literally, I was like, I was, I had just left the house and I was driving. I was like, man, like you really, you had really grown and you've really changed and you've been, I, you're to other people. I wanted other people to experience the Vicky that I know that lives in the house with me. The fun, happy going, like energetic, but like sometimes when we're out or we're, we're at church and we're around other people, you know, they don't necessarily see that. And people will be like, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? Like, well, y'all looking at her face. Y'all don't really know. <laughs> y'all don't really know. Y'all don't know the person that I know. Right. This, is, then, this is why I be recording you on the slide on Instagram. Yeah. And I'd be wanting people to see how fun you are, but you won't, you be mad. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I get it. But people, but people, people know I like. No, babe. But sometimes like when I'm recording you on the vlogs and stuff, you don't be giving me all of cam. Because. You shut down sometimes. We're going like, to, I'm going gonna, gonna to answer that. And then we're going to come back to the, <laughs> to the topic at hand. Because one thing that I never want to do is be something extra than i you know what i'm saying I mean, like people get on camera and they turn into somebody else yeah i'm true. still myself but i just may not be 100 percent myself because i mean just personally i don't believe everyone should get all of me if you do that god bless you and what you do but yeah so that's just me but the other thing to the other end of that is in us being married for seven years now, we've had conversations, we've had those long talks, we've had those times where we communicate just sitting in the car, car dates, so on and so forth, where it's like, okay, this is how I feel about this. This is how you feel about that. And over time, we had to learn, like, babe, you can't tell me that like that. Where you're like, no, man, you can be hard on me. You can tell me how you really feel. You can be brutally honest. You can't be brutally honest with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? I need you to lace your words with grace. But what's funny is I didn't grace know that. Grace and truth. I didn't know that until, like, we, start, we did the personality test. Right. And I learned, like, how hard you already are on yourself. And so when people, like, are abrasive with you, you don't take it well. If someone gives me a harsh criticism... Yeah, you don't take that. Well. I take it, and then it just combines with all of the harsh words that I said to myself. Yeah, and now it's like compound interest. Mm -hmm. It's just adding on and adding on and adding on, 
and the things that even, you know, to, to go back to the childhood stuff, like words that were spoken to me, you know, as a young adult, as a child, as, you know, being in school, like, mm-hmm. you know, Cam, oh, he, he just, I know he's brilliant, but he just, he just doesn't do this or he's not doing that. And, and it's like that feeling of not being as better, as good as I should have been yeah. in various things or people man. saying, yeah, Cam, you didn't put forth the best effort. Like, man, on the basketball team, Cam would be, he would be excellent, but he just, like, he just too easy going. Like, I'm not like an overly aggressive person. And so then, like, I just, I, those words that people may say, like, I'll just continue. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. That's like soul. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. That's, that part made me cry because that's me. I do that. But it's, everyone does it. And so. Words are powerful. They really are. And, and so that's why, that's another reason why to go back to the previous, the previous topic that we talked about. That's why I, I always try my best. I may not always do it, but I try my best my Denzel voice I try my best (laughs) I try my best to lace my words with grace and truth and you take as much caution as you can absolutely everything you say because you want to be precise about what you say you're very because people don't care how much you know or what you say until they know how much you care and how you say it. You can say something to somebody out of love, but if they don't think you care about them, like why, why are they talking to me? Yeah. And, and I've learned that from Dr. Caroline Leaf. Your intentions don't excuse how you made someone feel. Absolutely. So even you, even though your intentions may have been good, the way that you deliver information to somebody can still hurt them. So you have to like consider how you say things, when you say things, if you should even say it at all, because like you don't know how what you said can affect somebody else, depending on how they receive it because of the way that they receive information, the way that they process information, it may hit them different than what you meant. And I do that a lot. I'm the step on toes queen. Okay. I've been learning in the past 10 years that I've known Cam, I've been learning how to not change what I say but change how I say it because I know I can be abrasive because I'm a very cut and dry blunt like straight to the point person like I hate beating around the bush I hate sugarcoating things because I don't like for people to sugarcoat things with me like don't don't give me all the cute stuff just tell me what it is like if you're upset say you're upset if you're mad say you're mad if I'm stupid say I'm stupid like I want you to say it but other people don't feel that way other people need grace I don't need that much grace but other people do so I've had to learn how to do that because like in past relationships, I've hurt people's feelings and stepped on their toes by not being considerate of the way that I say things. And it not, it's not that I had bad intentions. I've never had bad intentions. I care about people. It's just, I don't, it doesn't seem like I do because of the way that I say things because it comes out really harsh. So I've had to learn how to butter up my language. So with Cam, I do take my time now. Like instead of just saying, babe, why don't you do this? I just be like, Babe, can you do me a favor? <laughs> and 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 when you say it, I know exactly what that translates to. It's it's easier for me to receive it that way. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Yes. You like know. even when I like been... you say you say I have a tone. Mm-hmm. I have a tone that I'm yelling. Yeah, that's my tone. Like your tone. That's your. I'm like, oh yeah. I, 
Yeah, I mean, like the few times that I have been because I'm easily convicted because I you know are. you are, and it's sweet. I'm never in denial about stuff that I know I'm in the wrong in, so I'm never yeah. I'm never gonna fight you. No, I didn't do th- no. Yeah, yeah. Like I know, and I've learned that too. It's like I have to be like I. Well, number one, like we said, we're not fighters. We don't argue, fight like that. Like we don't go back and forth and beat each other up like that. Um, but like even when I, the few times that I have been like boiling mad at Cam, like really, like seriously, like I never have ever yelled at him or anything like that. I'm always just like, the times that I was mad at you, I just, I grabbed your hand. I was like, babe, I'm upset with you right now. I love you, but I'm upset. Okay. Please don't do that again. <laughs> like, that's how that's how I have to deal with him sometimes. Because I know if I were to, he would beat himself up more than I would if I were to, like, yell at him about something. So it has to come out that way. And I learned this from, what personality test did I learn that from? I think the Enneagram. You were, like, into the personality test before the before yeah, no, about Enneagram. we took the Myers Briggs. Just, we just learned about Enneagram. We just learned um, about Enneagrams last year. So you you were. Oh, yeah. Well, we took the Myers Briggs. Okay, so first of all, there are lots of different tests, and I love all of them, but I think they're really fun. Um, number one, the first test we ever took was the Love Languages test. Love Languages. Love Languages test. I've taken that at least three times, and here's why. Because I know that my personality type and my love languages have changed. I was aware of that a few years ago um, when Cam was like touching all on me and I'm like, I need something more from you. And I didn't know what it was. So I ended up taking the love languages test again and it like totally shifted. Like my whole results changed. Like before I was like, the top one was touch and the bottom one was words of affirmation. It flipped like within the span of like two years that was crazy to me because I, I never needed words of affirmation before but I think I went through something traumatic where people were like talking bad about me and saying all these harsh mean words and I was like you think you went through something traumatic no, I we, did we go know. through something traumatic um where people were saying thousands of people were saying negative things about me and it really affected how I looked at myself um whether I wanted to believe that or not, it actually did affect me. Not too long after that, we had a whole lot of friendship issues. So it was like, okay, I suck. <laughs> um, and so I needed a lot of words of affirmation and that's why those flipped like that. So it changed from like, babe, I don't need you to touch me right now. I need you to affirm me and let me know that I am not a horrible person <laughs> because I feel like crap. Multiple things like that have happened in, our, in the course of our marriage to where my love languages, my needs change. Yeah. Like right before the pandemic, I needed more quality time. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's in the word. There's a difference between spending time with each other and quality time. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just like there's a difference between Nestle water and Fiji. It's water. Both of them are water. Both of them are water. But one is better quality. <sighs> right after, I feel like I needed more quality time. Pandemic hit. We got all the quality time in the world. Talk about yeah. everything we need. And that emotional intimacy was birthed from that. And, and in that, I feel like through the pandemic, my love language has changed as well. It could have been before the pandemic, but I felt like it was more easily noticeable like during and through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just retook 
Yes. My I just had him retake it. I just because retook he, it. Originally, originally, when we first started dating, we took the love languages test. Yep. And back then, he said that his results were gifts was number one. And then I don't remember what the other ones were. I just remember you saying, oh, mine's gifts. That's it. I don't remember what the other ones were. Um, so now we're going to play a little game here. Okay. And I just retook it. Um, some of them, were, I was like still kind of iffy on like answering some of the questions because it's like, what's more meaningful to you? And I'm like, some of them like. The thing about these neither tests Neither one is- of these, but. Okay, what's one is the most like out of these two? So the thing about these tests is, I'm a really good test taker because I take tests based off my, I don't want to say intuition, but like I take tests based on what I know. So if I know the answer, I'm just gonna choose the answer. Like I don't think too hard about it. But Cam thinks really hard on tests. I'll be like, bro, like why are you asking me this? He thinks really hard about the answers and then second guesses himself. Lexus does the same thing. I'd be like, bro, this is dumb. You can't second guess yourself. You have to go with your first mind. Which one is more meaningful? Your big toe or your thumb? <laughs> I mean, it I, don't, me like that. I, I don't know. You gotta just, you can't think too hard. It's like, hmm. You gotta just think, you gotta just like answer. It's like, okay, well then, this is my thought. Pro- okay, well then, if I was playing golf, I probably would need my thumb more than my big toe. No, so but your big toe keeps case, you balanced. But it depends on which big toe. But anyways, so now we're going to have Vicky. She's going to try to guess what my top okay. love language is. And then you can, you can go down the line, too. Like, if you think it's this, and then you can go, okay, and then your second one is now this. Based on what you've noticed in our relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. I think your top is words of affirmation. Okay. That's what I think. I think your top is words of affirmation. And then I think your number two is acts of service. Okay. All right. Now give me your why and then we'll reveal the answers. Your number one, I would say it's words of affirmation because you are a words person and I feel like when I open up to you or say things to you that are meaningful, you really like that. You like really like be listening like, wow, like she's really saying something. (laughs) Like she's really saying something meaningful. Like when we have good conversations, I'm gonna just be real. When we have really good conversations, like the sex be crazy. So I just be like, dang, like he really felt that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like he really felt that like oh god i hit him right here you know what i'm saying like I that hit him is right hilarious here. that's what i feel um and then i feel like acts of service might be on the top you know two or three because like if i do something nice for you like if it's thoughtful like i like you enjoy thoughtful things wow maybe i'm tripping okay guys so we're gonna reveal did i do it right did we're i gonna get reveal it? it and are you ready Boom. So number one. Yes. I was right. Your primary love language is words of affirmation. And second, so words of affirmation is 37%. And acts of service. And then number two is acts of service. Boom. All right. So words of affirmation. I know my man. uh, Their definition says actions don't always speak louder than words. 
If this is your language, uh, <laughs> if this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words "I love you" are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. <laughs> Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forget forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly yep, life that's you. giving. So, yep, for me, it's words of affirmation, acts of service. And gifts is on the bottom. What physical I tell touch, you? quality time. Well, the reason why gifts is on the bottom now is because you've gotten me gifts. And I was like, you ain't put no thought into these. And it was like, why would you give me these? And oh, my like, God. What? I'm a thoughtful gift giver. When, when you actually think about the gift. I always think about the gifts. No, babe. When you got me them Uggs. Okay, wait, babe. No. That's, that's, you're probably like, that's probably like something like. this is a. We're going to laugh at that like in 30 years. We're going to look back and be like. That was a one-time thing. Baby, you remember you got me them Uggs for Christmas? And the thugs. The thugs. The thugs. Whoa. (laughs) The the Uggs, babe. Be careful. The the Uggs were thoughtful, okay? I was trying to get you, because I knew when you walked Gigi outside, your feet would be cold if you were wearing slippers or something. So I was like, let me get him some Uggs so that when he walks Gigi, he will have warm feet. I was thinking about your feet, bruh. Okay? That was the Uggs thing. But you cannot discredit all the other thoughtful gifts that I've gotten you because I've gotten you some really good gifts. No, no, no. You have. But I'm saying as of late. That wasn't late. That was like three years ago. As of late. Babe, what's the last gift I got you? you? But, and and it's not, honestly, honestly though, seriously, honestly, truly, as Lexus would say, honestly, truly, it's not even about the actual getting of gifts in my line of business which is primarily ministry these days. I need to come home and I need my wife to tell me that I'm the man. I'm like being a preacher yes, that's, and that's a minister and dealing After, with ministry and ministry is tough. Yeah. Dealing with people. Well, because you're pouring out tough. so much that you need somebody to pour back into you immediately after yes. and that is how a lot of preachers fall into some traps yes yes because it'd be some people ready to give you them words yep. right after like yep. hey bro yep you fine or whatever and they don't re- and and these various preachers don't realize what they actually need and who they need to get it from that's right i'm preaching already. that is why i'm always by your side right after you preach and when we get in the car i tell you you did a As great you job I, you know as I ask you, I'm like, how was it? How'd you think? I'm going like, to tell you. Because I, because she, my first ministry is at home. It's at the crib. That's true. I shouldn't be looking for validation from anyone but God and her. Yep. Yeah. So words of affirmation and then acts of service. Man, my wife has just been a blessing. She's like, no, babe, you know, no, I'm going to be your assistant. No, I'm going to set up this, this business email for you. And I'm going to answer your emails because... On the next thing we're going to talk about, the personality test, like that stuff gets overwhelming for me mm-hmm. because I'm going to say yes to stuff that I shouldn't say yes to. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to come sing People at your church props. and drive three hours and you're going to pay me a hundred dollars and she's going to be pissed. Yep. Cam's, and, Cam's and personality. I'm going to be grateful, but I'm going to be like, man, it, that's, that's what y'all thought I was worth. <laughs> Cam's you personality know? type is campaigner. He's a campaigner. Which basically means he's an extrovert, people person, loves people, people love him. Life of the party, free spirit. He likes social and emotional connections, charming, 
independent, energetic, compassionate. Yes, that is Cam. Loves what is people. This? The 7% of the population? Yeah, you're only make up, campaigners only make up 7%. Wow. You're rare. You're Unique. divergent. You're divergent. Well, my personality type, only 3% of the world is my personality type. So I'm rarer. Mm. We two rare diamonds. Look at us. Come on. Um, but <laughs> Come on, Canary but yeah. Yellow. But really, though, my, my personality type is I'm a logician. All right. These are, this is from the 16 personalities test, by the way. If you go to 16personalities.com. It's the Myers-Briggs test. We're not um, sponsored. Not sponsored. We're just sharing information. Um, but I'm a logician. So Cam is more extroverted. I'm more introverted. Um, and I'm intuitive and introspective, basically. Always thinking, always analyzing, always. Let me read this for the people. I mean, these tests go really in depth. Um, so this is just like summary. Yeah. But yeah, very intuitive, very introspective, thinking, perspective. I like to observe people um, and like I analyze things very deeply. But yeah, I'm a thinking type. Is someone with the introverted, intuitive thinking and prospecting personality traits? These flexible thinkers enjoy taking an unconventional approach <laughs> to many aspects of life. They often seek out unlikely paths, hmm. yes. mixing willingness to experiment with personal creativity. I mean, wow. my nails say it all. <laughs> yeah. Understanding these things will literally make your relationships better. It really will. I think they're very helpful because knowing how somebody else thinks and how somebody else operates, how somebody else processes information will help you to better serve them. Because relationships are not just about you. It's not just about what you can get out of it. It's not just about what you can get out of a marriage or a friendship or a relationship with your coworkers or whatever. It's not just about what you want. Like if you're in a healthy relationship, you have to be willing to do the research on that person to know how to love them the way that they need to be loved and reach them where they're at. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I can't just assume like Cam is like me and he just want to touch all the time because that's not how he was when we met. My love languages, the first two years was like touch. Then like the middle two years was like, <laughs> it was words of affirmation. I ended up like having all these new friendships. Well, not all these new friendships, but I gained some new friendships. And like now I have a whole lot of words coming at me all the time that are like positive. And I'm like, okay, ill guys, stop. Um, <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I don't need words as much. Now I need quality time, especially because so many of my relationships are long distance. Even though I like to be by myself, I still like to spend time with people. And even now with the pandemic, I'm like, dang, now I need even more quality time because I don't see nobody. Yeah. You know, back when we first got married, we had a lot of like, hang out friendships yep. like we used to hang out with people all the time yep. and now that we don't hang out with nobody it's just you and me i'd be like dang like i miss my friends yeah i want to see my friends i'll never get to see them i still love touch though i'm always gonna be a touchy person. No, she's always like we'll be riding in the car and i'll just put my hand on her thigh or put my hand on her hand and she just she just melts it lights me up she just melts okay she's just like oh you love me <laughs> yes <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Sometimes in a marriage, you can get in a in a groove. You yeah. can be locked and loaded yeah. in like what being married, what yeah. and 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 just yeah, we're married. Like we, this is what we do. This is our schedule. And sometimes you can forget the little things. So like one of the things that we talked about the other day was like, man, like 
It may not have been the other day. I just, I say the other day and the other week and it could be like. Everything is the other week. <laughs> it could be like yesterday. But we talked about the fact that we don't, you don't say, we don't say I love you enough or we don't, yeah, we, don't. we don't kiss enough. Like just, you know, just throughout the day or throughout the yeah. week or, you know what I'm saying? It's just like making conscious decisions to, you know, appreciate, show your appreciation to your spouse by doing the little things that make them feel loved and wanted and and cared for. That's why I believe like it's important to know these things, uh, love languages, personality tests, and and even enneagrams when working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you don't want these things to be the end all be all. Yes, uh, the personality and- test and the enneagram because then that can get into witchcraft. Uh, but <laughs> right, literally. No, I can. Uh, you don't want it to be something that controls. This is your how life. I am. This is this, and it's like, bro, we're Identity. all trying to become better people. Yeah, but you can't just say like because I'm this, I'm always going to be this, and, and there's I, no room for improvement. Yeah, like, I feel like sometimes people use these things as like a a crutch, or they'll say like, well. I'm this, so this is how I am. And it's like a negative thing. And I feel like that should never be the case. Like with any of these tests that you take, if you take a test to tell you something about yourself, it, it's not defining who you are and it shouldn't define who you are. Um, it should only be a tool that you use to help you understand yourself better so you can grow from that and grow out of that. One of some, Somebody said this on um, like an Instagram page for Enneagrams or something. Like you should outgrow the Enneagram. You should not like do this test and then be like, this is me and this is how I am. And this is at the core of who I am, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like you should be able to outgrow it. You should be able to see the strengths and weaknesses that you have and work on those weaknesses so that you change over time. So you're not going to be the same number every time. You know, Um, I feel like people associate with these things and make it their identity. And that should never be the case. Did we share what, what our Enneagram numbers are? No. We didn't. If we shared our personality types, logician and campaigner, Mm -hmm. love languages, our Enneagram numbers are, um, I am like 99% five, 98% eight. um, And like a seven is like 80 something percent was a seven. And then um, yours was one, eight and seven. We are very similar. Me and Cam are very similar. Fives are like, analysts really intuitive thinking people we think more than we feel basically and then um cam ones are like very like this is the right way to do things they're very like focused on how to do things right but in that they're also really critical of themselves or this is what i know about cam you know from that test is like very critical of himself but he cares a lot about doing the right thing so that's why he takes so long to respond. That's why he cares so much about people. That's why he's a preacher. Like, you know, because he's more apt to um, try to teach others how to be the best person they can be. And he wants to be the best he can be, too, but to a fault. Because it's like, okay, you can't be perfect. So if you don't do everything perfectly, right. you don't have to beat yourself up for that. When he went to our doctor, she we did these tests with our like hormones and stuff. We did a hormone panel and our our doctor was looking over our results from the test. And she basically read cam for filth. She was, (laughs) she was like, Oh, I can tell that you're a perfectionist. Like you try to make everything perfect because 
your stress levels are showing that you are a perfectionist and you want everything to be perfect. Like she literally read him. Like I was like, wow. Like you can see that in your stress levels. That's crazy. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's how I know. it is. It's facts. So, so the Enneagrams, uh, for those of you that know, I, I heard about Enneagrams from a friend of mine and I guess, I guess I could be wrong, but the Enneagrams kind of, like it kind of like became like this Christian thing. I don't think it's a Christian thing though. I don't think it is. I feel like but, they're, but, but they like a lot of I, Christians use it. Yeah. Though. But Christians like, Oh yeah. Like this is, you know, Yeah, I want to give a disclaimer though, because I, I have heard some people say that that's dangerous. Okay. Um, and let me just be clear. We only took this test to, as a, like to learn more about our personalities. It has nothing to do with trying to, predict nothing or because i think some people try to equate that with like oh how is that different than your horoscope blah 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 and it's not the same thing it's strictly information facts if you're taking a test based on your person like based on how you answer the questions it it isn't like predicting anything like it's not like you shook a yeah, it, there's it's a it, ton of answer. questions that you have. It's to a ton of questions. To. You answer them based on your own judgment of who you are. Like, I didn't so even it, want to do it because of so many questions. Like I'm not. Yeah, so it's not. So not just so you know, for ten years, if I ain't it, trying to take no tests. Like I don't want this to be like a, oh, they over here doing new age stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not that serious, bro. It's literally just a, it's like if you read a magazine, and you take a personality test. A one is called the reformer, so they're uh, rational, idealistic principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionist. Uh, Vicky's a five. She's the investigator. Intense cerebral. You got to say intense. Intense cerebral type, which means- Perceptive, innovative. Thinks too much. Secretive and isolated. My God. Oh, it says that? (laughs) Wow. I am secretive. I love keeping I know a lot of eights. They're challengers. We're eights. Powerful. We're both eights. Dominating. Self-confident decisive willful and confrontational i saw this really like cool interesting post about like how eights like how how your um your person your true personality type is who you were as a child but over time your personality shifts based on your experiences with other people so like on the inside i'm an eight i'm very assertive i'm very like you know what did it say? Powerful, dominating. On the inside, I'm a bossy boots. Like, I like to have things my way. Like, I'm very... So int- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm a B-A-B. Um, I like very, like, confrontational. Like, I-, I used to be like that. But because of so many failed relationships where I was like that and people didn't receive it well, I became more introverted. I became more quiet, more observant. Like, I don't speak as much as I used to. Like, I won't, like, just say what I'm feeling. I'll just kind of hold back and, like, just see. And then that makes me seem like I'm withdrawn because I'm holding myself back because of those relationships that caused me to feel like I shouldn't speak my mind. You don't even realize how you've adapted your personality to fit other people because you don't want to hurt other people's feelings or you may have been scarred in some way and it made you feel like you couldn't be your full self. And my full self, I'm very loud. 
very like assertive. Like I'm gonna speak my mind. I'm gonna say what's on my heart. When I'm you're around, be, yeah. When you're when, when I'm around, around my friends, I'm comfortable like that. people or comfortable. When you're around people that you're comfortable with, you're 100 percent yourself. Yes, I'm 100 percent like that. So like I'm very confrontational with my friends. I'm very outspoken, very loud, very. Sometimes I'm rude. Like, I mean, you know, we just, I speak my mind and I am who I am when I'm around my friends. But like in public or like in settings where I have to be professional or, you know, respectful of other people's feelings and things like that, I am very withdrawn. I'm more quiet. Yeah. I don't, um, yeah. yeah, I don't speak as much. Like, I may I'd not be say anything. At her like, who are you? <laughs> but that's, I mean, I'll isolate myself. Like, and it's, it kind of gets draining because I know how I am and I like want to be myself so bad. <laughs> like I can't, it's hard for me to hide who I really am. I can only be myself. I've tried to not be myself and it doesn't work. Like I, I have a very hard time faking the funk. So if I know that I'm going to say something or do something that might not be received well, I just won't say anything at all. I'll just be quiet. And that's why people may see me as mean or think that I don't want to talk. But it's just because I'm holding my true self back because I could I could step on your toes right now. So I'm just <laughs> I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to make anybody feel like I'm being too loud or abrasive. And that's why I go hide in the car after church. These are facts. Mm -hmm. These are facts. But all of these things have contributed to us learning each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, to the best we can um, along with, I mean, I mean, we have very, very great examples, uh, you know, in our parents, we've gone to various marriage retreats that yeah. talk about these things as well. Communication, learning your spouse's uh, communication style, personality type, how they love, how they receive love. How do I show my spouse I love them? How do I show my friend I love them? How do I show my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, so on and so forth? Like, because oftentimes what we do is whatever we want to do. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, that ain't right. Mm -hmm. And we think we get offended when somebody else doesn't receive. Sorry, I wasn't talking to Mike. Um, we get offended when we feel like somebody didn't receive the way we showed them love. And it's like, well, why didn't you get that? Why don't you understand that, that I was showing you love? And like, because that's not how I receive love, bro. Yep. I had a relationship with someone where we were both trying to show each other love the wrong way. And it continued to be an issue because it's like, this is how I, this is how I show people that I love them. But that person wasn't receiving that how I was showing it to them and they were frustrated with me because they wanted something else for me, but we never communicated that to each other. So it was always like bumping heads, like friction. Like we were repelling every time we tried to like have a deeper relationship with one another. We kept repelling because it's like, I, I wasn't doing what they needed and they weren't doing what I needed. So we weren't working out. It's we have relationships with people. And they're okay and they're working, mm -hmm. but they're not optimal. Yes. They're not God's best. They're not optimal. They're not God's best. It's just like when I had a gas vehicle, um, my, my college graduation gift, I had a 2005 BMW X3 ultimate driving machine. Or if, if you're African American, they call it the black man's wish BMW. 
What? <laughs> you have to put premium gas in that car. I could put unleaded in. But it ain't. It ain't and the car on. would, it would, it, it would, would work. It would drive. But it wouldn't be optimal. Mm. Over time, that engine going to start. Your engine is working harder because the gas that you put in is not optimal mm. in order for this thing to run smoothly. Wow. And so many of us are going through life putting regular gas in premium vehicles, expecting it to work. And over time, over time, when it's time to get that maintenance check, when it's time to take the car to the dealership, when it's time to get that oil change, man, we have a problem. Mm. And that oil change that would be $70, $80. And now you need an engine replacement. <laughs> yeah. Now there's major damage because you didn't pay attention to what type of gas your vehicle needed. Wow. That also applies to like how we treat Like I said, how you treat yourself. Like, first of all, the food we eat. Like, yeah. I mean, fuel. If you think about fuel, like it's the same thing with our bodies. Like you can't expect your body to op to operate at optimal health if you're putting in sugar and trash, fried food, processed food yep. all the time. You can't expect good results out of that. Was that you that told me that uh, that that quote by you know people overseas how they view us? Oh, yeah. How? Shout out to all of my UK followers. It's like Americans eat like their health care is free. Facts. And I was. I that blew my mind. I've been thinking about that since you told me. Me too. Since I, when she told me that, I was like, I said, oh, my God. Wow. That is scarily facts. <laughs> this is, we're getting way off topic. We eat, we eat ourselves into the grave. We do. And we never put two and two together think about oh shoot maybe it's the way i've been eating that has been causing all of these problems in yeah. my body yep it's like things that we the, what you were talking about on sunday when you were preaching things that we get so we get so used to dysfunction that we're okay with things that aren't even supposed to be that way like like dr janine was when she was talking to us about some of the things that we go through she's like some of the things that you think are normal are not normal like the fact that you get sleepy at two o'clock every day, that's not normal. Your body should not be doing that. You should have energy. Like after you eat, you should have energy. If you get sleepy after you eat, that means what you ate is not good for your body. There are certain signals that we completely look over because we think it's normal. We think half of the things that we go through in life, the dysfunction is normal and it's not. And the same thing with relationships. We think our dysfunctional relationships are normal. You're especially like friendships. Your friendships should be your easiest relationships. Yep. If you have dysfunctional friendships, like that's not okay. If you get sleepy after you get done talking to your friend, <laughs> if you you're get, drained, if you get the itis after you're talking to your <laughs> your friends give you the itis. I mean, just th just think about since you're bringing this up. Think about Thanksgiving dinner, mm. and we go back for plates and plates. And mm. I mean, just. You eating, you know your stomach is hard as a rock. You yep. just, you full as a tick. It's true. And you go to sleep, you take a nap, and you're like, all right, time for dessert. You still fool. Yeah. But the food that you put into your body have literally drained your body. Your body is slowing down. Trying to process all that. Trying to process that regular gas. Mm. And this is what we do in our relationships. Wow. We ignore the signs. We ignore the signs. We ignore the flags. You ignore 
like your Paige. smoke detector beeping in your house. Paige. Oh, come on. Don't the even, smoke detector. <laughs> don't even go to Married at the, First Sight. The Paige. flags, bro. Paige. Do we need to go into that? I feel like Pastor Carl, sweetie. <laughs> he said. Pastor, Pastor Cal. <laughs> he said, oh, honey. <laughs> he said, oh, Oh my God. That was the oil change. That you was the ignored, maintenance check. You ignored the signs. That was the maintenance check. She'd have been putting this unleaded. She would have been gas in a tank. That ain't even gas. Oh, here's another thing. Sometimes we can want something mm. that we can't afford. Oh boy. To maintain. Wow. Okay. You're just going to come for their neck like that? If you can't afford to maintain a, B, a BMW or a Bentley or a Lamborghini. Because that maintenance, though? Listen. See, people, we look at, we look at one aspect of the cost. Yes, that's true. Oh, I can manage Count this. Count up the cost. I can manage this, this monthly car note. Count up the it cost. It may be 90% of your check. I can manage this car note. Count up the but cost. can you manage the oil change? Can you manage you having to drive it? You, can you manage the specific oil that goes in it? Can you manage all the maintenance checks? Can you manage uh, having to get new tires? Okay, what if one of your tires pops? It doesn't come with a spare tire. Can you manage, okay, what if you get a rim bent? What if you got to replace a rim? What if you got to, the air filters in your cars cost $400? Can, like, these are all of the things that we don't take mm -hmm. into consideration when we think about relationships or when we think about things that we really, really want. Can I really afford this? Yep. That's very true. That's one of the reasons why this is so off topic, but that's one of the reasons why we're taking so long to get this house because we want a new house. We know which one we want. We know how much it's going to cost. We have the money for the down payment, but we haven't made the, the decision to actually go forward with it yet. Why? Because we counting up the cost yep. now. Yep. We're like, okay, just because we can afford this doesn't mean that we're ready mortgage payment to start on. paying that right nothing. now. There are so many things that go into buying a house yeah. that people don't realize. Yep. And it's not, it's not weird for people to take their time to do that. Yep. And that's why you should take your time <laughs> with relationships too. Take your time with things that truly, 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 yes, truly matter. Yes, don't just rush into stuff and then be like, all right, this is it. This is what I asked for. This is what I got. My dad said something years ago is in one of his messages. Anything that's worth having takes time. Mm-hmm. A person that has an associate's degree was in school less than a person that has their bachelor's degree. The person that has their bachelor was in school less than a person that has their master's. The person that has their master's was in school less than a person that has their PhD. The longer you're in school, the more valuable the information. I'm not talking about you. It took you seven years to get your bachelor's degree. Okay. Some people, it may take that long. If that's no, you, God bless you. Listen, we all have a story. I'm just saying. The more valuable the information, yeah. the more time, energy, and effort you have to put into getting that degree. Because I don't want a doctor working on me if they didn't put the time, Facts. the energy, and the effort into being a doctor. Facts. Just like those of us should not want to be in a relationship with a person that's not willing to put the time, energy, and effort into this relationship. That's the beautiful thing about marriage. I feel like we're like a marriage advertisement at this point. That's the beautiful thing about marriage because when you're married to someone, you're with them for life. So you're committing to taking the time to continually, or is it continuously? Continuously. Continually. 
to continue to get to know a person over and over and over again. It's not like I learned Cam once and I'm done. You know what I'm saying? I continue to learn him and all the changes that he goes through. And every time that something happens and every time that he gets elevated to a new position or every time he may lose something or someone passes away or he gets a new job or he loses his job or whatever, I'm there through all those changes. Thick and thin. So ups and downs. Better or worse. Peaks for better or worse. I'm here for, with him. Oh my God. Don't even give me started on it for better or worse. I'm here with him. And I've we committed to that. I've made a vow to days. him. I've made a vow to him to be there with him through all those things. I don't believe that means that I see red flags at the beginning and I'm like, I'm a stick through I'm a I'm a commit to you and get married to you, even though I know you got a whole bunch of trash in your backyard. Like that ain't that I don't think that's that. I think it's I see the value in our relationship. He's a good man. He treats me right. He makes my life better. So I'm committing to being there with him for the rest of my life to get to continue to know him. Okay. Right. That is what that vow means. For better or for worse. Yes. In sickness and in health till death do us part. That's totally different than you been with your. I'm not going to go there. But but that's what that that's the beauty of marriage. You're continuing to learn someone. You're committed to learning someone. And it shouldn't just be about you. It shouldn't be I got married to this person so they can make me happy. First of all, nobody's responsibility on this earth is to make you happy. Wow. Sorry to break it to you. Your spouse is not here to make you happy. I'm sorry. I just I just want you. I just want somebody to know that because I feel like they keep thinking somebody out there. I don't know who this is for. But somebody out there is thinking, my spouse doesn't make me happy. Well, sis, that's not his job. His job is not to make you happy. If you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy with anyone. So that's an internal thing that you have to work on with yourself. It's a beautiful journey. That's why it's called marriage is a journey. It's a marathon. Not a sprint. It's not a sprint. Uh, we are dedicated to learning to love mm -hmm. each other Yes. every single day. Yes. And we don't get complacent either. I think that's another thing that really makes us work is that we're both very self-aware and we're both um, committed to the idea of growing as, a, as an individual. Like we're never, like I'm not the type of person to just be like, well, this is just how I am and that's it. Like I'm always going to self-reflect and try to change. And you're the same way. Like right. neither of us are so stuck in who we are that we won't change. Right. So I think that makes us more compatible because we both see the value in growth and change. And we're always trying to strive for that. Hey, so we appreciate you guys tuning in this week. Once again, hey, we just hit 10,000 oh subscribers God, like, on wow, YouTube. Oh my God, wow, like first of all. That is, that is just, it's crazy, but it's not. It's crazy, but it's not. But at the same time, like I'm still like blown away. Like we didn't set number goals for everything as we. No. We didn't set any goals for this. No. We literally was just like, we're just going to do this. Like, and I feel like a lot of people start things with an idea of what they want, like how many followers they want and stuff. And it's like, we just want to do this just to help people. If we help one person, we help two people or 500, doesn't matter. Um, our goal is just to help somebody like understand relationships and their value in life and you know that's that's all we're trying to do is just help people 
if we can help a few, that's great. If we can help a thousand, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? But 10,000, like, <laughs> that's a, like, no matter how many times I do anything with social media, the numbers are always shocking to me. Like, it never, I don't look at it like, oh, well, I have 300,000 subscribers on my, on my other YouTube channel, so I should have this many on it. Girl, please, like, people ain't got to listen to what we're talking about. No, that's literally. They don't have to like. You don't have to listen to anything that. No. You don't have to watch. I mean, you just numbers don't. don't, No, they don't mean that to me, man. I just, I really be like, just grateful regardless if anybody cares about what you have to say. I'm grateful for the 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 extremely transparent comments that we get in the YouTube section where people are like, "Bro, like, thank you so much. You don't like. You're really yeah blessing." me and my relationship or the people that hit us up and like you really just helped me yeah get out of a toxic situation or man this that and the third and not to say that we're just this great these great amazing we know it all people we don't we're we're like we said just as much as we're continuing to learn each other we're continuing to learn in general across yes. the board we're so. always learning like that's what we're saying we're we're like we're, we don't think we're perfect just because we're talking about things. We talk about things because this is what we're learning and we want to share it with other people. So. Yep. 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 So, yeah, we won't go on a tangent, but thank you guys for the support. Thank you, guys. Uh, continue to. We have a Patreon. Yes. We have, I, have, I have to remember to say that. We have a Patreon. Um, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, we would greatly appreciate it. You don't have to be by any means. But we hope that we can better serve those who want to support. So there are some special perks for those of you who do subscribe to our Patreon. We have um, exclusive bonus content and giveaways and things that we'll be doing for those of you who really truly want to support us. That would, I mean, we, I mean, we appreciate it regardless, but yeah, we'll have something special for y'all. So appreciate you, you guys enjoy it. Like comment, share, subscribe. Yes. We love y'all. Peace. Bye.